The ugly truth will always be free, so it's clear the Uggs aren't in it for the money. But if you're a fan, we'd appreciate any support you can give. Visit UglyTruth.com and check out the Support the Truth column on the right. You can donate, download our mobile app, or shop the Ugly Mall. All proceeds go right back into the show. As always, thank you, and now, on with the Ugly Truth. Are you ready for another mind-altering dose of the sisters who will say just about anything? Jamie. I'm into a lot of things, but I'm going to have to put my hand up right now and say whoa. And Paula. This hoity-toity in her fancy house with her fancy family. Welcome to another unfiltered episode of The Ugly Truth. Welcome to The Ugly Truth. It is episode 76, The Spirit of 76. Hold on, let me oh my try God. again. Ah, I can't. Oh, wow, Mariah Carey in the house. You know what? I just, I sounded like Peter Brady all week. <laughs> I was actually on a conference call. That's what I'm like. Oh, anyway. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> Peter Brady. Me. I was like that guy in a long cape, like, mm, mm, <laughs> trying to clear my throat. God. There's nothing worse than that. I was coughing and like trying to blow my nose and I'm just like God, everyone around me like probably just want to cover me in Lysol wipes when it's time to change you've got to rearrange that's you you're Peter Brady oh god that's how I felt early I mean actually sound is actually coming out now earlier this week it was like um so anyways <laughs> um help me and if I get really sad I'm like you don't understand what it's Oh my God, that's awful. Well, we'll talk about how sick you were, but I have to tell you, and you know, because you're my sister, I I didn't tell you the details, but on Tuesday of this week, Daryl had to leave extra early because he had a meeting in the city. Mm -hmm. So I was laying in bed and, you know, I try really hard to go back to sleep, but I usually don't. I'm usually awake. So he left around quarter to five. I mean, it was ridiculously early and my window was open in my room and Bodega- Bodega, my husky, was making really weird growling sounds. And then I heard Sunny, too. And I said, are they fighting? Because the day before, they had been fighting over literally nothing. Like a, like a piece of kibble was on the deck, and they were fighting over it like oh, it was a hockey puck. Sakes. It was ridiculous. They were being dumb. And so I was like, oh, my God. So I have a flashlight on my side of the bed. And I got up. I put on a robe because I, you know, it's almost almost daylight. And I go out on my deck and I'm like, Bodega! And I look and he's doing that weird growling thing. And he's over on the far end of the yard over where all the skunks come in. Uh-oh. And But we had blocked all of it off. But we're like, I'm like, there's no way a skunk is coming in. He's just fighting with something on the other side of the fence. That's what's happening. The smell. Oh, yeah. The smell was the death skunk smell. And I was like, oh, no! It smelled like burnt garlic fries. It was bad. And it was starting to waft towards me. I, uh, it was like it had just happened. So I ran in, slammed the door shut. I texted Daryl. I said, um, I think Bodega killed a skunk. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm still sitting at the train station. I can't go. I can't get off the train. And I said, well, I'm not I'm not asking you to come home. Actually, no, I wasn't. You probably were if he had been like, you know, no. in the car or something. Like, no. do you really have to be at work early today? <laughs> yeah, no. I that that was not in my my brain. My brain was tell me the protocol because my job when a when a skunk is killed at the house is to stand in the dining room through the window and 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 hold the flashlight. <laughs> oh 
Okay. Here's the thing. I have no idea what the protocol is for cleaning up a skunk. You cleaned up a dead skunk at your house. Yours was small compared to what I had to deal with. It doesn't matter. It's still gross. It is gross. You're right. So I, and actually yours was much gorier. He had Hannibal Lectered my, the one I had to clean up. It's true. And so Daryl said, is Tyler home, my son? And I said, yeah, he's here. And he said, you have to wake him up. He has to help you. There is no way you can do this by yourself. And I'm like, well, I mean, let's not get crazy. Well, it's I not mean, like it's... I'm wearing crutches or braces. I know how to, you know. Well, it's not like, you know, it was Sharknado or like, you know. Exactly. <laughs> like I had to go out there with a gun. So. When I was watching it, I saw it was a pretty big skunk, and it was still alive. And oh, I said, well, no. I'm not going out there until Bodega has completed his task. What if he didn't? He did. Oh, thank God. The way you can tell, I've learned, the way you can tell if a skunk is still alive is that their eyes still glow. If they're yes. dead, they don't glow anymore. <gasps> at least they, they're different. I wonder if the one that I was looking at was still alive then. What? Well, I mean, you I, when I shined the flashlight its, on it, it was like- stomach sh- ripped open? Well, when I no. shined the flashlight on it, I could see eyes. No, it's different, though. What That's what I was going to say is that it's a different glow. It, it There's a difference between Oh, the like pupil. shining in a bolt, like a... Yes. Okay, I got what you're saying. It looks different. And, and I... Only because I've seen it before. So Gross. I knew the difference. I said, okay, this thing isn't dead yet. And I've had to, see, I've seen Daryl put one out of its misery. And I'm definitely not going to do that. I so, wouldn't even trust myself to be able to do it successfully. I would start crying. I'd I probably hurt it. it more. I, I couldn't, you know, and then it, then it biting or, or waking up. Oh, well, I mean, that the whole. Would, well, that just wouldn't. I, oh, you mean like thing, it doesn't just like lay there and take it? It, t- it turns into a horror film. And oh! I don't want to do it. What if it got up and like started chasing you or something <laughs> well that's what i'm saying so i just yeah, stood there right. and i watched it bodega completed his task of, of killing the, the creature and it's so i said problem i don't understand i woke up to i woke up tyler and he's like oh, oh, what and i said i know i'm so sorry it's so late and i'm wearing like hideous clothes because i know i've got to go out there <laughs> son Bodega killed a skunk and you have to help me. He's like, oh, are you sure? I said, Tyler, this ha- the house <laughs> like- was already, the house was full of skunk smell. I said, you have to help me. We can't, if we don't clean it up, it's just never going to go away. We have to do something about it. So he went out there. I grabbed the shovel. I did a triple garbage bag Was there thing. even light outside? No, it was pretty dark. Well, there was a little, but I mean, the sun was not up yet or anything. So but I mean, at least you stuff. had some natural light. I had some idea of where we were, what we were doing. Yeah, because when he did it, I mean, I think it was like 11 or 12 at night and it was like yeah. pitch is black out there. Yes, it, it was. So at least we had I didn't. Light. I waited till the next day. I'm like, I'm not going out there. I was scared. I didn't want to go out there. I thought, what if there's another one or something? I mean, it's just not very. The skunk posse like comes out. They scratch at your eyeballs. I was like, all right, Tyler, you know, I opened up the bag. I set it next to Scott. And you know what? It was huge. Huge. It was as big as Sunny. It was the biggest <gasps> thing I'd ever seen in my life. It was You're telling tremendous. a fish tale. I am not. Ask, ask my child. It was huge. <laughs> so I'm over standing far away. I'm like 20 or 30 feet away. And Tyler's trying to pick this thing up with the shovel. So how is he helping you? He, I put the bag next to it. I put the bag next to the corpse, and he had to put it in the the bag, and then I was going to take the bag and put it away where it belongs. There is just so much I can learn from you. I don't know why I've spent years not having you teach me your ways, because (laughs) I have struggled so much in life. To get people to do what you want, you mean? Not even that. I mean, just to get people to do what they're supposed to do, but but I don't actually have, like, servants. Your family, like, you're like the family... 
I don't know what, Buddha or something, and everyone just, just you know, stuff. lights incense and put orange wedges at your feet and, you know. Well, anyway, my point <sighs> is. Just call me young grasshopper. Yes, I will. My point <laughs> is Tyler's trying to pick this thing up with a shovel and it's too big for the shovel. It won't get on the shovel. Does it's he have big. gloves on or no? Of course. We both have gloves on. Yes. He's just going to have to pick it up and put it in there. No, no. Oh, no, no, no. He rolled it into the bag. So That's he's like, what Mom, I you did. have He's like, Mom, you have to help me. And I said, all right. So I walk over there and I'm holding the bag and he's rolling it into the bag. And this thing, it's like, I feel like I'm putting a dead body in a right? thing. I mean, it feels very criminal. And so. You feel like you were in the Sopranos or something. Yeah. And I w- and, and and a million things went through my brain when I'm doing this. I'm like, I am not set up for killing things. Right. I could never kill. I could never take a human life on purpose or dispose of human remains. This would, I definitely do not belong in that I wouldn't be service. able to do it on a whim. Like, I, well, you know me, I'm a planner. So I would have to. <laughs> so we rolled it in. We rolled the corpse into the bag and I lifted it up. I was like, Tyler, this is really heavy. He goes, yep. And he threw the shovel down and walked into the house. <laughs> this one was so big that when he finally killed it, he saw me and he just literally dropped it. He dropped the head because he couldn't pick it up. He dropped the head and he just walked away <laughs> because he's like, Thank you very much. Good night. And he walked out. <laughs> Tip your waitresses. I'll be here till Saturday. Drop the mic. And he walks. And I'm like, thanks. Wow. Thanks, Bodega. Thanks a lot. I just, so, uh, so how, uh, do you have ten, a count? Ten. Ten in a year and three months. So basically on average, I mean, it was about one a in month. In 15 months, he's killed 10 skunks. Yes. He has. I didn't even know there were that many skunks like around. Honestly, Paula. I didn't know that either. I just don't even know. I, I, it's, it. I've become numb to the whole thing because I just wow. don't. You know, I don't know. We've we're doing. We have done everything we can to keep them out of our yard. And you know, the alternative is if we didn't have a dog that killed them, they'd be traipsing through our yard all the time, and that's even worse to me. God. So, I I dispose of it, and I'm like. Uh, Rest in peace, little big skunk, because I don't even know what else to do say. Do you, like, close its little lids and, like, cross its arms? Yes, I touch them. I, 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 I manipulate the corpse chest. before I bury it. No. Well, to be honest, the, the, so the one that I did clean up. Did you touch it? Did you close its eyes? No. Oh, my God. I didn't God. do it. Jamie, I, I had that moment where I was trying to put it in the bag, and so I had it, like, kind of in the center and then I thought I could just pick up the flip side. Yeah. And then I did that and it flipped out and I'm like, damn it. It's but, so gross. But because it had been sitting overnight, it was kind of more like taxidermied. Oh, so, it had turned uh, stiff, had it. I, yeah, I don't know what you call it, like rigor mortison or something. Well, anyway, that's that's my story and I hope I never have to do that again. It was just the worst. But obviously we prolonged our recording because you were so very ill, and I have come to the conclusion that you truly are the sickest girl in the world. It's true. You know, I know there are people out there who have genuine, long-term, life-threatening illnesses, but you literally cannot seem to get a break. Like, you're supposed to be healthy. There's really nothing wrong with you. That's the worst part of you it, You keep yeah. getting things. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm just <laughs> sick. I'm just... You keep catching stuff. I don't know what it is. Like, last Saturday... I woke up and I felt like I was getting a cold and so we had a bunch of shopping to do so we went out and I came home and then Sunday I was just sick as a dog and so I went to work Monday morning and then by like lunchtime I'm like I gotta get out of here like my head was feeling all spaced out I kind of felt like hot and I was just like oh god I just feel really gross and so then the next morning I was just like god I look like death warmed up (laughs) so I missed work of course 
And then I went back to work on Wednesday because I had to. But I mean, my voice was just – well, you saw the picture. I, I I said, I'm like, man, I'm all NyQuil just like makes you feel so dry. And you posted that old lady from SpongeBob. The yes. one that's just like in a wheelchair. I don't even know what she is, like a French fry or – I'm not sure what she is, but it's it made She's, me laugh. But that's what I feel like. And so – Some elderly shriveled up starfish. Here we are almost a week later. And, you know, I mean, I'm – Definitely better. I know I sound great. You, know, you don't, sound nasally, but... Yeah, you know, but what can you do, so... Recover and prepare for the next malady. That's pretty much what <laughs> you, know you can I do. I hate the most is because I do have a little bit of a deviated septum when I get sick. Sometimes my the pressure in my nose releases and it goes... <laughs> Usually, like, like, can anyone hear that? Well, the dog's ears perk up or something. And I'm just like, it's just my nose. Okay. That's like Uh, the worst is like when you're crying or like you're in a big fight or something and you're crying. And then, like, all of a sudden your nose releases pressure. You're like, damn it. I'm trying to be serious. And they kind of look at you, but you're like, what the hell was that? I'm like, it's my nose. Oh, God, Paula. It happens. I just, what can you do? What can you do? The Ugly Truth mobile app is now available for Droid and Apple users. Of course, the episodes are always free and available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Having the Ugly Truth app not only helps support the show, you'll also get extra content like our Ugly Cuts. That's the stuff where the Uggs screw up or are even more inappropriate than usual. The Ugly Truth mobile app is just $3.99. That's a one-time fee, not a subscription. To get more info and download the links, visit uglytruth.com slash app. That's U-G-L-E-E truth.com slash A-P-P. And thanks for helping out. Now, let's get back to the uglies. Well, now, your back to school was last week. Yes. My back to school for my one that's still in school. I mean, Mm -hmm. I have college but that doesn't start for a while but the the one that i'm responsible for by the state that requires her to be educated, right, the one that's going back to public school yes she is had her first day of school earlier this week okay and i promised her that she could have because you know in sacramento summer doesn't really end until like the end of september and now that the children start school you know in early august practically july it used to be i mean you and i used to start school after labor day yeah it was usually the first weekend in september anyway i said i'm not buying you a bunch of fall clothes because you'll never wear them until like november and you, you may grow out of them by then well yeah because of the age range she's in they grow like all the time so i said if we can find you a new outfit or two that you will wear, then let's get you some new clothes because everybody should try to have a new outfit for the first week of school. Oh, yeah. You need something new to wear. Well, you so, heard me. Shoes and backpacks. That's- yeah. Well, she did get her – she got new shoes. She got mm-hmm. new Chuck Taylors. She loved her backpack from last year, so we were good. That's actually kind of the thing is, is I remember I think it was like starting junior high and high school, the cool thing was to keep having the same backpack because, you know, you like draw yes. on it and your friends, you know, write notes on it or something and then – You've got your, you know, your personality on yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, you know, a right. thing. You know, you don't so have to get she, a frozen backpack or, you know. No, you don't. WWE backpack. No. You can express yourself through uh, folders and notebooks. Right. Generally. Writing on yourself is still real big. Oh, really? Yes. Like so if you we have went, a rip in your knee on your jeans and then you draw on your knee? Draw a heart or something. Well, I guess it's glad to know some things don't change. Nothing's changed, no. And so she is, although she claims not to be super girly, 
She's actually quite girly. Okay. She's going through the phase that all kids go through, or all girls go through at one point where they don't like wearing skirts or dresses. They just want to wear jeans and t-shirts and whatever. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that when you're going through puberty, you're not a real big fan of your body. Well, and no, so the last yeah. thing you want to do is show it off. Now, the girls that do, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with them, but they're the ones they that everybody pegs. They have older sisters that are sluts. It, that's what I was going to say is generally they are from a family where the girls might be a little bit more loose with their morals. So they tend to be a little more emulating of the older people in their house. So, But most of them are like my daughter where they really aren't a big fan of showing off anything new that's popping up right so she's really into shorts and sleeves and button-ups and you know conservative and um i'm like but this is just such a cute little dress mom i hate dresses stop it and i'm like all right fine oh, god my god but, you might as well make her just walk around with a tampon in her hand <laughs> i know but she is my daughter and so only the best will do so we go to the galleria where all the cool stores you went that to a all mall? her all the kids her age go to the stores that you know the Wet Seal, Delia's, oh, okay, Hollister. Okay, okay. You know we have God, to go. Thank to God all I have places. some time to get a raise before I have to do that stuff. Well, oh, and American Eagle, and so we American Eagle's not that bad actually. So we're wandering around. We go to the, well, all right. Let's head to Hollister because that's where she, really where she wants to go. So we go in there. Everything's clearancing out. They're putting all their fall crap out already. Well, that's good. They don't have anything in my size. Well, what is she a size, size zero? She's a one. <laughs> and so <laughs> that's not even a size. It's not even a size. But for her, it's you know, like she's a one. Fabric stapled together. <laughs> it's like for a Barbie doll. So it's I like said, Olivia's what do you mean? size. I want shorts and they don't have any of my size. All they have are dresses and sweaters and it's too hot. I can't wear these. So Hollister was a bust. We went to Abercrombie, which none of us like, but they're the same brand. So we figured there might be shorts there. Nothing. I said, well, let's go to Macy's. And she gets this very pained look on her face. I said, you know what, Malia? I'm starting to lose my patience. <laughs> and I really don't want to because I'm trying to make this not stressful for you. Right. Because for me... I'm hating my life. I'm in a mall. Okay. I hate my life right now. And Could the you take a break full. and just like go back the next day or would that like make her cry? The school was starting the next day. Why'd you it was wait make or the break. last minute? Well, you know, there's a thing such as called as payday and you know. You're just not a planner like I am. That's all I have to say. I promised her new outfits even though I didn't think she needed them because I just bought her clothes. I mean, I don't want to get into the details, but I did tell her I would get her a new outfit for school. So we did. Well, you have to. Yeah. So we finally went to the van store and I found a $35 skirt that she actually went, not horrible. Now, I would normally not spend $35 on a skirt for a 13-year-old girl. Well, that's not that bad. I mean, God. I, You know what? All I know is that I wish she was a little older so I could just give her money and just go away and do it herself because it, you know, and Mackenzie, my 18-year-old, is with me and she keeps telling Malia, you are exactly what I was when I was 13. She turns to me and she goes, Mother, I am so sorry. I had no idea oh I was like God. this. She's so dramatic. <laughs> well, then Malia's like, shut up, I hate you. <laughs> Can we go to this food court and get a pretzel? <laughs> I said, Malia, I go, do you have enough to put together some a semblance of something? And she's like, yes, I do. I go, then we're leaving. I'm I'm leaving. I'm fleeing the scene. I'm so over. She should have like gotten some of her friends together and they should have like borrowed each other's clothes or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I remember I, that used to be like a thing, borrowing your friend's clothes. 
Yeah, I lent a f- I I uh lent a friend of mine in middle school. I lent her my very favorite chemendefers, my pink corduroy chemendefers. They were literally my favorite pair of pants. It was like the one time mom indulged me and bought me expensive pants at above the belt or wherever it was. Uh, she bought you pink corduroy pants. It went with my vest and my preppy look. It was my preppy look that I wore with my moccasins, with my minnetonkas, oh. and I looked really cute. Okay, so okay. with my little pink tie. <laughs> Dear God. So it was the preppy look. It was the 80s. I, I get it. It was the 80s for sure. Totally 80s. <laughs> I mean, so, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so you sound I, like Boy George. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tumble for you. <laughs> I know. And so I lent it to a friend and mom was like, she forbade it. She hated it when I lent, when we traded clothes and stuff. Yeah. And she had them in the bathroom at her house and they all got thrown into a bathtub because the maid was cleaning the floor okay and got bleach on them and she ruined them <gasps> yeah they were 50 dollar pants and back in the day that is a lot of money that's a lot now for pa- i don't even spend 50 dollars on my pants well i mean i should yeah, but i, I do don't. but i mean not not on everything but on jeans and stuff but anyway she waited like seven days to tell me that they were ruined. And I said, you know what? My mom is like, she's going to kill me if I don't bring my my pants home. And she's like, I have something to tell you. I said, what? She's like, they're ruined. What? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was so God. bad. I said, how bad are they? She goes, they're not wearable. And I said, what am I going to do? She goes, I'm going to pay you back. And so she gave me money and she paid me back. But that, of course, isn't the point. Did you like, you know, date a geek for a month and he pay- he paid to have you, you know, get new pants? <laughs> right? No. <laughs> Mom was like, well, what did we learn? We learned that I'm always right and never to lend your clothes out ever again. <laughs> See, my problem was is, you know, back in the day before I had children, I actually was a size that most women were never. I was like... So you couldn't trade with anybody. Like I... Malia's, what, 13 now? And she's yeah. a size zero or one. I was yes. like that all through high school. Like literally I when I got pregnant with Ryan, I was a size three. You were a stick. I mean, I was skinny, but it, it, not in a good way. I was skinny. I it know. was ridiculously. But I mean, it, it's not... That's the thing I don't get. I ate. I ate Western bacon cheeseburgers. I'd get Taco Bell, you know mcmuffins for breakfast all this stuff and i'm like what happened you know i could just look at a mcmuffin and gain five pounds Jamie, in high school. i am gluten free and i still I gain more weight now <laughs> than i do i don't even eat anything i, I mean know. that's the part i don't get i'm like where is this fat coming from i just age today was one of those days where i was getting dressed and i really need to stop talking about my boobs but <laughs> I was getting dressed and I was in the bathroom trying to get ready and I kept pulling on the shirt and then I changed and, you know, did a different shirt and I'm just like, well, I said, I guess it's just one of those days and Victor just looks at me and he's just like, your boobs are just a little out of control. I'm like, I just, I, it's, I, I can't do anything with them. I just, they're just bound, they have, they have a mind of their own. own. They're just bound to perk out and bounce around, you know, no matter what I was wearing. And so. Yeah. It's true. That does happen to me as well. And I'm not trying to look particularly slutty or anything like that. I literally no. wore a cardigan and a tank top today, and it was like 100 degrees outside. <laughs> You're like, I'm just trying to cover them. And the bu- first button on the cardigan kept popping open. And I'm like, come on. I'm like, I get it. But geez. Well, you know, perhaps you could, I don't know, invest in bigger clothes so that when you have these days, you have an option instead of, you know, Oh, my press. I, I feel like I say that all the time to you. No, it's not that I need bigger clothes. I just need to be a little more comfortable in my own skin and 
Yeah, that's true. Not be embarrassed that I have cleavage or breasts. You know what? Forever, I was super. For well, even now, I, feel I do like get I'm fourteen. I mean, I get really self conscious of my boobs because they're so. Well, yours to are me, ridiculously large. Hey, <laughs> sorry. Hey, now. <laughs> Yours they are like be- a, a baby's head or bigger. <gasps> How dare you? How dare you? They're not that big. Stop it. I can hold one with two hands <laughs> completely. <laughs> and how much is squeezing between the fingers? No. You know what? I will show you my breasts without a bra on and you will see. They're not that big. I'll just take your word for it. Okay, fine. But all I'm saying is they're, I Do mean, Do you know how yes- many guys are like sitting there like, oh my God. <laughs> sisters she's gonna show her boot that's you know what we'll get back to the breast thing but i i do want to ask this why do you guys well, have a thing about sisters i don't really know because there's no way in a million years i would ever first of all you and i have completely different taste in men and even if i was incredibly inebriated would i ever we'd want be to laughing kiss on too one man hard and i would never want to watch you do anything to another man nor that would makes you. me want to hurl nor would I we would ever never touch each other i'd be like oh well hell I no mean, that's just not gonna happen that's just that's just immoral in some way, it's, isn't it? There's got to be something. Sick. I mean, to me, yeah. I'd be like, this is highly inappropriate. Like, it's just, <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? I'm into a lot of things, but I'm going to have to put my hand up right now and say, whoa, I don't think this is something that I can do. It would be the kind of thing where it's like one of those movies where someone has like a gun to their head and they're like trying to pretend right. that they like, you know, whatever's happening to them. That would be, it would have to be, your life would have to depend on it because if it was my life, I'd have to seriously weigh it. Oh, well, because if I it was know. your life, Jamie, I'd be, I'd, I hate to say this, but I would shove my tongue down your throat. I just. Oh, oh God. I w- God, I feel like a slug is down my throat right now. Stop it. I'm going to save your life. I'm going to French kiss you. Just be prepared. <laughs> no! Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm old. Ready, it's I'm okay. Ready. Wait. Hold on. Wait. Wait. Just a second. Like we're about to I've get a shot. I've lived my life. Hold on. Let's just think about this for a minute. I'm already, I've lived a lot of life. I'm already premenopausal. I don't need to. <laughs> just kidding. I'm beyond childbearing age. Right. I have hot flashes. We don't really need to do this. <laughs> okay. So your boobs. Yes. You you are yes. well endowed. I am a 36 double D. And you I know are you don't believe not. Me. Oh, my don't believe God. Me. Yes, I am. I absolutely will show you myself in my bra. That, you know, yes. I, I we need to go and get measured because there is no way that is true. Paula, I, I have, I'm telling you, I have bras that are too big for me right now. Well, you know what? Maybe the last time you saw me, I... My boobs were bigger, but I'm telling you, I have bras that are 36 double Ds that fit fine, and some of them are even loose. I wear a 36 D, and I've had- That's a huge difference. It's a cup size. That is a lot. That is a lot. Trust me. Okay. All right. Well- Ask anyone. I actually had myself measured once. I was wearing- My bra was way too big on the circumference and way too small in the cup. Oh, at one point and so i had it done and i absolutely am a 36 double d they are fortunately and even the doctor confirmed this very very firm and very what did he say very taut for my age that's why he thought i was so much younger he's like i can't believe you're that age i thought you were younger than that sitting there juggling your boobs and like wow yeah he was really yes as he was massaging them going yes these are (laughs) but you had your necklace dangling between your breasts with your (laughs) patient gown Yeah, the lights were dim. The candle was lit. Gross. Yeah. It was a very, very, 
interesting exam. God. Anyway. All right. So to move on. So yes, back to school. So did she say she found an outfit? She started school. We're done. Yeah, she's good. She's great. Good for her. Speaking of, we did do the tooth loss when our kids were losing teeth. We did do the tooth fairy, but our kids were very smart and we were very bad at lying. And so it didn't take them long to recognize that that the tooth fairy wasn't real. Okay. But you, your children, I assume, oh, are young. He and they... is still a believer. He'll be nine in November. Actually, you know what? When I was doing this, so, okay, Ryan lost a tooth. Another one. He's yes. um, He's now missing the two teeth next to the two big front ones on top. Okay. So he, I don't even know what he looks like. He's just a he boxer. No <laughs> teeth on the side. He's just got these it two happens. giant front teeth. And yeah. I keep feeling his gums like he's a baby or something because the <laughs> like one has been missing that? for a long time. And I'm like, well, when's that other bad boy going to come down? But when was the last time he had x rays? He had x rays confirming the teeth were there. Okay. That's what I was going to say because. Genetically, I know. Uh, me and mom and Allison all have one of those teeth. The canines are literally missing. Well, I have them too. My yeah. both of mine are missing. Right, and, and not so- because we lost them because of decay. They gen <laughs> they literally never formed. We just didn't have them, and that's why I yeah. lost my last tooth in eighth grade. <laughs> because <laughs> I mean, do you know how embarrassing it is to lose a tooth when you're like fourteen? God, oh, oh, God. you know what? That should have just been. A, a, a window into my out? life like your life will just be a series of unfortunate <laughs> events i'm like lemony snickets <laughs> in eighth grade lemony snickets eighth grade it's what eighth i grade am of, of unfortunate here's events. your id card with the bubble pop on your face and, and you're missing your tooth wiggly, your wiggly tooth in the front you know all year and long here's a pack of white tic tacs so you can you know go home and the and, and glaze your eyes really hard and pretend what it would look like to have real <laughs> teeth <laughs> with oh, Tic Tacs in your mouth. Oh, oh my God. God. You're so, so, that's so sad. I know. Well, what do you, anyway. that's what you do when you're poor. So, it's true. So, anyways, so Ryan notoriously loses his teeth when he's in bed. And I think it's because he's laying there and, you know, not really ready to go to sleep. So, he's probably just fidgeting with his loose teeth. But Ryan also literally waits until like the tooth is just hanging on for dear life it's like the root isn't even there there's nothing there like it's it's only in there because like maybe it's suction cupped to the gums or something (laughs) you know it's not that there's anything on there so he i want to say like almost every tooth he's lost with the exception of the one that i pulled um he's lost them at night in bed and so because he's messing with them and he's relaxed right so probably. last night's no exception he comes running out it's Mom. like you know eight forty-five, and he's just like well my tooth just came out and i'm like what like you know and it's always a shock i don't know why i was surprised but i was just like well i mean like you know go figure and so i'm like oh right. okay so he gets a plastic baggie and he puts it on his nightstand because he doesn't want to make it too hard for the tooth fairy to get to it oh i see so he's saying you know i hope it's the rock because dwayne johnson the rock he played oh, that character the tooth he fairy did. that's a cute movie yes too. and so one year i actually did i got like the turquoise blue glitter and i got a rock from outside and i didn't leave a note and i just put that in there and he's like mom he so, oh, that's so cute. So normally I write a little note that says, you know, this is a really good tooth. Keep up the good brushing. You know, love the tooth fairy. And then I put glitter or put, I'll make little footprints on the glittery God, footprints. That's really nice of you. I know. I always go all out. But of course, I didn't know this. Apparently, I've been a cheapskate all this time because I only give a dollar. But everyone's like, oh, I got I get five dollars. I get I'm like, well, five dollars like, for, for a baby tooth? tooth. Are you kidding me? 
in all honesty, I think the first two we did five dollars, and then after that it was a buck, four quarters, whatever we had because it's a tooth. Like I said, Ryan notoriously loses his at night, so I cannot tell you how many times I've had to call his dad and be like, "Okay, bring me a dollar." Ryan lost his tooth. I need you to go to the the, the ATM or go to the drugstore. Break a twenty. Break a twenty, and, and make sure you bring back like a couple ones. Dollars. So I I don't even know how this happened, but. For whatever reason, I miraculously had $3 in my wallet. <laughs> so. Did you give him all $3? No, I gave him two. And so. Oh. But you know what? I should have. Or did I give him one? I think what I did this time, though, is. And maybe I'm kind of mean because it's like the ultimate mind fuck. I just said, thanks for the tooth. Love the tooth fairy. And I'm just like, oh, well, that note's a little different, right? And he's like, yeah. He's like, normally it says, you know, keep up the good brushing. And this is a good tooth. And I'm like, well. God, I'm like. You really. And so reason why i did that though is because ryan has not been brushing very good oh oh my god so i was trying to make a point saying like well maybe your tooth didn't look very good and he's like i know i'm like well i've told you you need to start brushing better he's like i'm gonna do it right now so what's what is the average age where kids start to drop off their believing in the tooth fairy and santa like what is the average age because i thought it was like six or seven but you know well i'll be honest with you well you know this i I don't really lie. To, I've never really lied to it's the kids. It's not about a lie. Well, it kind of is because it's not real. You know what I mean? The tooth I'll, fairy is a little different. I'll but tell I mean, you what I tell them. What? The moment you stop believing him, they stop visiting you. Well, that means Christmas would never come. Well, they still get. Well, see, that's what we do with Christmas, though. Santa doesn't bring all the presents. Santa brings one present. Oh, that's right. I forgot. You I don't did give that. that fat fuck the satisfaction <laughs> of bringing all those gifts. He doesn't get to bring them all. No, we never really did that. I mean, we did. We didn't. We never really did. Everything. But we came go from all us. out. I mean, Victor has always. We've always dipped his boots in the fireplace, and we've walked right. the ash like boot prints across the floor. Right. You know, right. we go and think. We usually throw carrot sprinkles on the driveway to make it like the reindeer had been out there. And when they were when when our kids were really really little, we did feed reindeer. We had reindeer mm-hmm. food that we put out mm-hmm. on the driveway. We did do milk and cookies. We do that. At some Actually, point one s- year we did a granola bar because we didn't have any cookies. And I'm like, we're not going to the store. Santa <laughs> can have, you know, a healthy snack. <laughs> oh, we made our cookies. I think we gave him like a Capri Sun and a granola bar or something. <laughs> well, I'm sure he appreciated it. Oh, yeah. But yeah, we did do that, but it didn't last very long. I think by the time the youngest was five, the jig was up because we would hide everything and then bring it all out the next day. And they were just like, oh, my God. You know, they were so shocked. I don't know. I wonder if I'm just like the ultimate con artist. Because I even go to the point of when we wrap the presents that's from Santa, it's like completely different gift wrap too. Yeah, we don't. You know what? Our kids don't read the labels. They they just want to know whose is whose. And then we pass them no, out. No, because we always have all the presents out. And then the next morning, mm-hmm. there's two new ones in addition to all the presents. And they're in completely oh, different gift wrap, different writing, you know, all that stuff. Maybe I'm just like going above and beyond. But <laughs> Whatever, it's but fun. so he still believes in the tooth fairy. He got he his does. dollar and he's brushing better now. He got, yes, so he realized that the note was probably you know an innuendo to he needs to be better brushing and yeah, that's a good idea. I um man, losing teeth for me was terrifying. I hated it. And Tyler, when Tyler lost one of his first teeth, it was like a three hour debacle. <laughs> I mean, I remember was, we all tried to pull crying. it. 
oh my god there was crying we did we did the tie a tooth and shut slam the door shut and try to rip it out that way well, one I mean, of his friends at school tied his tooth to a Chad. to a nerf dart no ryan's friend he tried oh. he tied his tooth to a string into a nerf dart and shot it across the room as if that would work it did I, it ripped it out yeah but i mean oh that's awesome again you know it must be different because I know a lot of parents aren't forcing their kids to, like, pull their teeth. They just kind of leave them alone. Whereas with our parents, you know, I'm just like, oh, I think my tooth's loose. Come here. And they get a giant wad of toilet paper and they rip that sucker out whether it's loose or not. And oh, so, and how many times do they, I'm not going to pull it. I just want to feel it. I've tried that before. Click. Brian knows better. Well, now, I mean. I don't know what he's going to do if he ever gets acne. Like, he knows <sighs> it's going to be. You have to take him to a dermatologist. You can't, you cannot scar his little face. I'll have my way with him before I do that. I will never forget the one time we were at um, Marine World or something like that with, uh, we all went and mm-hmm. Ryan was just like a baby. He was little and Tyler was with us. And I remember sitting next to Tyler and I looked over and I looked in his ear and he had these two giant blackheads. And I'm just like, what on earth? And he's just like, I know they're really bad. He's all pick him. I'm like, thank you. So, <laughs> You're like, thank you. He's son. like, oh, that hurts. And so I'm just like, hold still. You're going to have like your little kit. You're going to be like. Please sit still I do. while I get my tools. I have my tools. I'll get my can, can, astringent can, can, can. cotton. Oh my god, your poor son. He'll never let me do it. I mean, this is this is how he is about his teeth. He this is probably why he loses them in his bedroom because where you're not around. He won't let me touch. I won't even. He'll like he won't even tell me when he has a loose tooth. Like well, he's learned very quickly that not to tell mom to mess with. I'm not she'll gonna mess with pick it. it. I just want to see. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But I wouldn't trust you either. Oh my god. One of the best ways to feel pretty at any moment is to master the ugly truth lip and clip. To do that, the Uggs know you have to have the right stuff and be ready for anything. So get yourself inside the Ugly Mall at UglyTruth.com and click on our Avon link to shop for high-quality makeup and beauty supplies, all at great deals. Plus, every time you buy something, you'll be helping out the show. So thanks, and now back to the Ugly Truth. So let's move on to our ugly and awkward moment of the week. Now, uh, I am actually going to go first because this is actually, I think, this is a first for this segment. Now, I realize that you and I are clumsy. We trip. We fall. We hit ourselves on things. You know, we have unexplained bruises, awkward moments with strangers. All the time, yes. All of that is very true. But there is more to us than that. There's more to us than being awkward. We are also very ugly. And when I mean ugly, I mean there's a side to us that people don't like to encounter. Oh, my God. (laughs) Right? There's a reason why people are intimidated by me at times. We are ugly with a G-L-E-E. And we have no fear. That's the thing. We literally have no fear. That's it. We are fearless and we, we don't care about danger or inappropriate reactions. When we react, that's just how we react. And we're known for it mm-hmm. and respected for it, by the way. Well, <laughs> so that's true, yeah. This is an ugly moment, okay. not an awkward okay. moment. This week was the first day of school, <laughs> and tradition, the tradition is Daryl and I always go out for breakfast. Oh, okay. He works from, he works from home. We go out for a nice breakfast. We have a cocktail, a morning Aww, cocktail. that's fun. And it's been our tradition since the kids were, like, teeny tiny, like, first grade. So we've been doing it for a really long time. 
And so this year was no exception. Um, the the restaurant that we usually go to has closed, so we had to find a new location, and it's been really hard because nothing is as good. As oh, Sam's. you would go to Sam's, right? Yeah. Yes, and so it's been it's been bittersweet. But we found a restaurant downtown. It's called the Fox and Goose. Oh yeah, that's really popular. You know what? We were enjoying. We were sitting outside. It was a beautiful morning, and we were having a great time. Lots of people have their breakfast meetings there because the Capitol is like two blocks away. So there's a lot of you know, lobbyist type people, state worker type people who are kind of yeah. on the upper mm-hmm. level. So we're sitting there enjoying our thing. And now the tables on the on the deck are there's plenty of room for everybody. You have your own personal space and then chairs and then another table. So we're sitting there, everything's fine. It was busy. And we were rounding up towards the middle of our breakfast and this guy was sitting at the table behind me. Our backs are to each other. And he's sitting at the table. He kept bumping into my chair oh, to God. adjust uh, to adjust his seating. And here's the thing. There's way, way too much room in between us for him to be doing that. It's not like we're in an intimate environment where there's no room. Right. So he was hitting the back of my chair so hard that I was actually shaking. Like, it was hitting me. Daryl's like, what's going on? And I said, well, apparently this gentleman behind me needs an exceptional amount of room to adjust himself. But that's not the point. The point is he could have said, oh, I'm sorry. He could have gone to the other side of the table because he was alone. Did he not? You know, there was, oh, he was alone? Yeah. It wasn't even like what he was with, creep. you know, a bunch of people. Like he had no other option. I'm just sitting there and he did it again. And I looked at Dar- and we were wrapping up. We were pretty much done. And I said, you know what? If he does it to me again, I'm going to have to get violent. And he said. <laughs> what are you going to do? Lob a sausage at him? Well, we're leaving because we already finished our food. We were waiting for the check to come back. He goes, well, we're leaving. So did Daryl start sweating instantly because he knows it's coming? You know what? It just with him. He he can gauge how serious I am about it. Mm-hmm. And he could tell that I was pretty serious <laughs> at this point. Because you were ready he had to throw this- down. This person had done this a, a handful of times now. It wasn't just like once or twice, and there was no apology. So I said to Daryl under my voice, I said, now I want you to be prepared because I'm going to make a very serious, I'm going to make a statement with my actions, and then we need to swiftly leave, or I will turn around and give him shit. Mm-hmm. This person, he goes, all right. So we get up and go, let's go. I got up, and I kicked with my the back of my knees. I kicked my chair back as hard as I could, and I slammed into this guy with my chair oh god jamie as hard as i could okay let me stop you and the guy the guy's all oh! and he turned around and then he like scooted his chair all the way into the table and just sat there meekly well i mean i guess part of me wants to know if he was a big guy do you think he could even feel that he was bumping into you yes so he was just being a dick or what Yes, he was being rude. And I wasn't even – it's not like I was sitting like three feet away from the table or anything. I was in – I was eating. I was sitting close, you know? You know so, what's so funny about a situation like that? Because I say to you, I'm like, why didn't Daryl say something? And then I think about if it had been Victor and I, you know, he's said to me this many times. He's just like, you never even give me the opportunity to do anything or say anything. Exactly. He's like, you are like all over people in like a hot second. And it's true. It's true because that's the ugly part of us, which is why a lot of the men in our lives don't feel they need to rush to our defense when they should. It's not that they lack chivalry. It's just it's that we're there already. We're already handling it. It's true. And and what we're going to do would probably far exceed anything that they could come up with. Here's the thing. I made a statement. That gentleman will remember what he did all day because <laughs> I, I reminded him very, very harshly. God. 
I was so, and you know what? Here's the thing. I am not a big person. It's not like it's I'm not some about giant size. galoot. It's not I about know. size. What I'm saying is that it's not like he was going, well, it's not like she can feel it. I mean, this person was being just plain rude. Like his needs and his personal space far outweighed anybody else he probably surrounding gets him. away with shit like that all the time he's probably a politician and i didn't even note it well good for you i'm glad you did that and so of course i got up i you know i, I got up and pushed my chair into his chair and he went oh and, you know started adjusting himself and i just walked away mm-hmm. after i turned and got a look to see what he how he responded. well you wanted to make had- sure you got the appropriate reaction <laughs> And I did. And it had I turned around and he had looked at me, well, then it would have escalated to another level. So luckily he was smart and stayed turned around and we walked away. That was fine. I mean, I guess at least you, you know, you thought it through first. That's the problem is, is usually it gets really ugly when we just don't even think and we just flash. <laughs> so. Fortunately for this person, he was given a little slack because... I was trying to enjoy my morning <laughs> and I didn't want to get into an altercation. You didn't want to ruin it. Yeah. But because he continued to do it, I said, okay, this person is incredibly entitled and he needs to be schooled just a little, if only for a moment, because I bet nobody does. This guy doesn't think anybody is bothered by his bad behavior. And I hate people like that. Those are the same people who bring their freaking dogs to the restaurants or into stores. Or like take that- up like two parking spaces. Yes. Or, yeah, or people like you know, that. take off their shoes on planes Ugh. or, you know. God, that's just not of that acceptable nature. at all, ever. There are humans out there who think that nobody cares and that they can just, they're entitled to behave and, and influence their grossness on everybody else. Well, you know their what? bad behavior. They're not. And Jamie Minor just proved it. <laughs> At least that just for that moment. That moment. And in I time. felt good about it and he responded <laughs> the way I wanted him to. And so there you have it. That is my ugly moment of the week. Well, there you go. Do you have any? So there's this thing going around and I feel bad because I don't entirely know specifically what it's about, but I know that there's this ice bucket challenge going on. Yes. And yes. so you're either supposed to donate a hundred dollars or if you don't do that, then you're supposed to dump ice on your head. And then you're supposed to tell three people that they have to either donate $100 or dump ice on their head. And this is for Lou Gehrig's disease or ALS. Yes, it's ALS. It's a, I think it's something that they've been doing for a long time and it's been, it's proven to be quite successful because celebrities do it. Well, I, we got like a little uh, newsletter thing at work on email and they were saying that since the ice bucket challenge has started, they've noticed like 70,000 new members sign up to like, sponsor or donate so i mean it's Mm. it's become like really big deal like they're making way more money than they would normally make and right so it's turned out to be a a good thing so everyone's talking about doing it so at work everyone was saying like hey we should do you know the ice bucket challenge and so i don't know what happened to me today i think it's just maybe because it was friday had been a long week i was a little sick so i kind of you know accidentally snapped out of my professional mode and as I mentioned, I had a white tank top on and a cardigan, <gasps> and so no, you I did not do it. But oh I was God. talking to a coworker. I'm like, "Yeah, well, let's go out there right now," and I'll be like, "Come on, guys!" And I started jiggling my boobs. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, well, let's go dump ice on ourselves right now in the parking lot. And, and all the men just stopped and went. They just really? kind of looked at me like, uh, really, are we going to do that? And just kept walking. Gonna- and I was just like, and then I just kind of stopped myself. I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, Paula, stop. Please you? stop. Don't, don't do this anymore. And Stop I, it. Shut your lips. But I was, it's not like I was totally jiggling, but I was just kind of like, you know, 
Remember that movie? Over Come, to mama, Come to mama, boys! So I was doing a little yes. bit of a chest jiggle with my white tank top. Well, let's get to the God. ice bucket challenge. You know? so, Dork. I know. And they did jiggle and, you know, it was... And you felt dumb. It wasn't we until, like, oh like maybe they, they did knock some sense into my head. And it's just like, probably, oh you probably God. should stop doing this. But, oh, well. Well, there you have it. It's me. It's what I do. Well, I definitely think you'll uh, take the prize this week for... Yes. Uh, Teaching a society a lesson. Teaching a stranger a lesson about personal I space. just really hope that he realized what he was doing because, he did. you know, you're famous for getting ready into fights with unsuspecting no. victims. And so I, I'm aware of that, of that, but this, <laughs> this was an absolute, he knew what he was doing. He did it four or five times. And then finally I just broke and said, I'm teaching him a lesson. Okay. So let's go. Dun, dun, dun. And I start swaggering, you know, my swagger down the street, like I'm the shit because I just taught some man a lesson. Well, yeah. I mean, you <laughs> felt, you felt pretty good. So I was empowered. Okay. So <laughs> you had told me, which Yes. I almost want to say this took a lot of pride for you to tell me this because what? not long ago, Olivia had lice. And yes. I know at the time, whether you said it or not, you were thinking that I must have been a filthy, disgusting pig and there must have been something dirty about me or my friends because no. people like us just don't get lice. Paula, but lo and I behold, never, ever thought you were a filthy, disgusting pig. Nor your friends. That was never in my thought process. I never. I think you're lying, but that's okay. I'm not. I would never think that about you. Look, we are a lot of things, but dirty is not one well, of them. We are pristine. Okay, so maybe I'm projecting because I you felt are. like I'm just like, how did I let something like this happen? You know, like because it's not it's not a granted, dirty person. No, it's issue. not. It's not a dirty person disease. It's no, you know, or whatever it is. God only knows. I mean, you can get it anywhere. You it's can. Just, so lice are just in the in of itself are disgusting. But when you told but me the, that you recently had a lice scare, I was like, Oh my god, oh. Paula! I'm like, Well, well, wouldn't you know? <laughs> like, I just. <laughs> In my right, mind, I'm, I was thinking like, well, isn't that the pot calling the kettle black? So apparently you and I have I been having, you. you didn't know this, but you and I have been, you know, having this uh, standoff about the lice for a few weeks now <laughs> in my mind. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I, you, you were, know, I, you were hoping so bad that we would get lice. No, I wasn't. You are so evil. But I like when you told me, I'm just like, well, I'm like, look at that. Miss Hoity Toity in her fancy <gasps> house with her fancy family has oh lice. <laughs> well, you couldn't be more wrong. Well, you didn't, we didn't get lice, thank God. No. Well, this is this is what happened. I I informed you last week as you were probably waiting with bated breath to find out if we were one of the families that would be infected with nits. <laughs> but the 13-year-old's cheer squad and, and another cheer squad a couple of the girls got lice. Oh, my God. So they sent everybody home. And then over the weekend, whoever had it had to be treated, obviously. And then you come back Monday and they had to do a, ch a check before you could stay for practice. Right. Now, I never understood why we didn't have more kids want to spend the night at our house because we have a really fun house. Yeah. But – Malia is the one who doesn't like to have people over. She would rather go to other people's houses. Why? And I said, why? She goes, well, our house is boring. I go, our house is not boring. You, you guys are boring. have everything to do there. My we kids have love coming here. to your house. I go, your friends love coming here. And you you are you are house blocking these people. Really? So now when she says, hey, can so-and-so come and spend the night? I'm like, yeah, sure. So her little friend came over. And this was on, I don't even know. It was over the weekend. Right. 
she's on the cheer squad. Mm -hmm. And I said, jokingly, I said, well, you didn't have lice, did you? She's like, no. She goes, but I know who did. And so they started kind of gossiping about it a little bit. (laughs) So Monday comes and we're all in line and I, I can't leave until Malia gets cleared. She's cleared. And I'm like, all right, bye, Malia. I'm not even out of the parking lot. And Malia texts me, oh, my God, the girl that spent the night, she has eggs in her hair. <gasps> and I went, OMG. What? What? What did you say? And she's like, <laughs> apparently, and she got sent home with her parents. And, and apparently, she had lice <gasps> on Friday. Oh, and no. She her was parents too embarrassed to tell you. Well, hold on. Her parents treated her and thought she would be good to go to now if i will be honest with you if my daughter had lice on friday she'd be going nowhere i mean nobody she wouldn't be going to anyone's home for at least a week i was beyond my i mean i was beyond fear livid livid i couldn't believe that a parent would have the audacity to send their child to another house a day after a treatment i mean to me that is so incredibly I don't even know what to say. I mean, I was just, just I was pretty irresponsible. I was out of my mind and I just, I couldn't believe that someone would be so selfish, you know, (laughs) it just, I was so, and you should have heard me in the car. I'm, I'm in the car on my, by myself. Oh, I'm driving and and now I'm scratching my head because I'm sure that we all have it. Oh my God. And I'm like, I'm like, who, who does this mother think she's dealing with right? sending her child to my home to inflict this scourge on my family? <laughs> How dare she? God. I'm so mad. I'm like, where am I from? The 1800s? Why am I talking like this? I was so pissed. Right. I was so pissed. I was like, but what it was is I was so like, I was so offended that someone would dare send their child to my residence like who do i think i am like i'm someone special well, that's what i'm telling you you're like the golden buddha of your house <laughs> so i maybe this, maybe i told this Daryl, is lesson I'm number like, one think very highly of yourself <laughs> yes except no uh substitutes ever so malia of, of course is like i talked to her she said the eggs were not alive they were dead eggs and that but she still got sent home because she had them. Here's the thing. And we will talk about this a little bit more in a, in a little bit. But OCD runs rampant in our family. Yes. We all have some form of it in our family. Some more than others. Yes. But I definitely admit I definitely have OCD. I just do. And so I always thought it was I was just a perfectionist. But apparently it's called OCD in my family. Yes. So I got home. Everything felt dirty. I felt like there were bugs crawling all uh-huh, over the house. Yeah. I ripped off all the cushions. I, I knew exactly where she had been. Yeah. I had completely stripped my daughter's room of any cloth. Mm-hmm. And then I did the, the front room too. And I start, I just started vacuuming everything. Vacuum, vacuum, vacuum. Mm-hmm. Mopping, cleaning, everything. And I'm scratching my head yeah. you know, the whole time. I'm sure of it. And so my daughter finally gets home that evening she has worked herself up into such an anxiety that she has a headache Aww. because she thinks I'm mad at her. Oh, poor and thing. I'm like, I, and Daryl comes in. He goes, she thinks you're mad at her because she brought a kid over with lice. And I said, okay, first of all, 
she didn't have lice. She had eggs. Right. Now, I'm not saying that's any better for me to tolerate, but well, it's not it like, wasn't like she, she was a had... pig pen that like came she over wasn't. and had like bugs jumping out of her hair or anything. So I walked in and I said, Malia. And she's like, Ooh. And I said, all right. I, I felt terrible for her. And I said, I'm so sorry. And she goes, I thought you were mad at me. And I said, no, I'm not mad at you. I'm not even mad at the little girl, actually. It's not her fault. When I asked her if she had lice, she was sitting next to her friend and her mom is staring at her. And I of course was saying it jokingly i didn't really think she had lice i said no 13 year old girl is going to stare at an adult and tell her the truth well and the thing is is lice is kind of embarrassing i mean no one wants to think that they have bugs i mean like it just makes you feel dirty and i said i don't blame her i don't blame her for for not telling me the complete truth in her mind she's like oh, i don't have lice because she didn't well she probably anymore. felt like she had been treated and so you know as far as she's right. concerned like well we did the shampoo and stuff so no so... i don't have it anymore Malia was mad at her friend. She's like, why didn't you tell me? And of course, now the entire squad knows because she got sent home. And I said, you know what? I calmed Malia's fears. I told her that I was not angry with the little girl. It was not her fault. No. And that although I'm scratching my skin off, of it doesn't mean anything. No. Now, I did extensive research on lice because I had to know everything. Of course. So Daryl's like, well, what did you do? I said, well, I went to the uh, CDC website. <laughs> For sakes. Center for Disease Control, and I read all about lice. Oh, well, I'm surprised it was on there. I mean. Oh, yeah. It's on there. I didn't know. And um, mm. apparently, because they went swimming and everything, and I was kind of hopeful that chlorine killed lice. It does not. Oh, it doesn't? No. Anyway, I treated Malia. Oh, you did treat her. I did treat her because... that stuff smells so bad. Actually, no. The stuff we got smelled like baby shampoo. It was really good stuff. It was fine. I guess that's what we get for getting the Rite Aid brand, but... (laughs) Yes. We were at the drugstore, and they have a new comb that's electrified. An electrified? Like a bug zapper? Yes. And you put it... You put the comb in the kid's hair, and if it comes across a critter... It'll zap it and kill it. And it says humans can't feel the electrical current, but it will kill anything that's alive on your head. That's like bullshit. Bugs. I would not comb electricity through my children's hair. I told her, I said, put that down. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. I said, you know what? I should send this mother the bills that I paid oh, or that God. I, because I, I bought all of this stuff. And I'm sending course- you my dry cleaning bill, Mr. Wonka. <laughs> Daryl just... <laughs> You know what Daryl does, though? He just steps back and just lets it happen because luckily he knows me well enough to know that there are times when there's no, there's really no reason to try to. You just have to let the tornado go. You do. You have to let the tornado do its damage or do whatever it has to do. Eventually, you'll wear yourself out. (laughs) I do. Eventually, we'll sleep. Yes. So there is that. But speaking of that, now I want to preface by saying we are quite aware of the tumultuous world in which we live. I'm aware of the ISIS terrorist group. I'm aware of Ferguson, Missouri, and we are very aware of Robin Williams passing. So it's not like we don't know these things are happening. We just choose not to discuss them because we are not news people. We are not journalists. However, Robin Williams actually kind of hits close to home to us because as we prefaced earlier, and we've said it a couple of times mm-hmm. in the show, um, we do have mental health issues uh-huh. in our family. Uh-huh. And it, luckily, I think because of how old we are and, and the fact that we have had these issues, we don't feel like it's a taboo. No. Like to me, it's equate to diabetes. If you're born with a, mm-hmm. an, um, an illness, you treat it the best you can. And it's something that you always treat your entire life. Right. It can be life-threatening. 
or it can be moderate. It can be controlled. Mm -hmm. You know, Robin Williams is a perfect example of somebody who had it all Mm -hmm. and still fought mental health issues. Right. And in fact, when we were talking about this, everyone, obviously you could tell by the outpouring of uh, and everyone's reaction to his um, suicide, which is just, you know, a lot of people are, you know, devastated and sad and think it's tragic. Um, many people think it's selfish and, you know, can't understand why, you know, someone who supposedly had it all, why they would do something like that and not get help. Um, other people just don't really know what to think of it. But I think cumulatively, everyone can agree it was just tragic, regardless of whatever your opinion is. But I think what I learned, because this happens often when a celebrity, you know, if they overdose if they commit suicide or, you know, if they're, you know, a drug addict or in rehab or whatever. It's just the lack, I guess, of education or understanding. And and it doesn't mean you have to accept it, but it's just, you know, knowledge is definitely power. And so, like Jamie had mentioned, it's definitely close to home for us. And so we are more than educated about how it affects people and and what can happen and, and how to treat it. And so one of the things that we both agreed upon when we first started the podcast is is that we kind of wanted to champion some sort of cause and not because, you know, we feel like, you know, we need to, but we just kind of feel like, well, rather than, you know, just constantly talking about our own crap every week, you know, let's (laughs) let's also impart something good, you know, something that, you know, might make other people not even aware, just kind of like, oh, well, you know, the more you know, like the ding, 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 dun, dun, dun. And so because mental illness, I think, does still have a bit of a stigma and a lot of current events tend to surround it because, I mean, studies do show one in four people will suffer from some sort of mental illness, whether it's major or or minimal. Or minor. And Mm -hmm. so um, we have decided that we want to share a little bit about mental illness and resources and education and, you know... I guess from our our own spin, talk about, you know, it's not scary, it is real, and there's lots of ways to learn about it and look at it from a more educated standpoint. And you may still have your same opinions, whether they're good or bad, but it's good information and it's always good to know. And so one of the resources that we have looked at before, there is an organization called NAMI, which is the um, National Alliance on Mental Illness, right. but it's NAMI.org. Yes. And there is a, a plethora of information there. The one thing that anybody who advocates any kind of mental health education is that the more you know about it, your thoughts and and what you your perspective on on people who have mental illness can completely change. I think about people like when AIDS first came out and there was so right. much people didn't know. And so they thought right. like, can it's I scary. get it from hugging someone or holding their hand or right. kissing or like, you know, and, and so basically people who had AIDS were lepers because people didn't them. know how to react or to, and, right. and so there was not a ton of information. So it's kind of the same act thing for actually mental mentally ill people. A lot of people are afraid, you know, they don't want to maybe in you know talk to uh, at the the uncle who has you know bipolar disorder. Oh, they just or think he's crazy, or he's just know, crazy, quirky. and you know, or or he's just oh he's just in one of his you know blue phases, right. or you know they they excuse it away like well he just needs to be kicked in the butt. He just needs to you know straighten up yeah, and tough love or whatever. Yeah, there's be. all of these these things that you would think would work but they 
they don't when you have a genuine chemical imbalance that causes a brain dysfunction. People who are suicidal do not get that what they're doing is is permanent in the sense that it 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 they're only thinking about the incredible amount of pain they're in at the time and they want it to go they want it to stop immediately right. and if they think that death is the only way to do it that is an option and one thing i will say about um people who suffer from any kind of mental illness the thing i probably have recognized the most is is that if you do suffer from it you don't know what you're thinking is not normal yeah you don't realize that it's not True. Like, you know what people say, you know, you you read all the literature, but it's literally like if someone's holding a blue card in front of you and your brain is telling you that that card is red. Like, right. you wouldn't believe otherwise that the card's not red, but everyone's telling you like, no, this is a blue card. And so your brain kind of works like that. So the right. things that you're thinking, you don't realize they're abnormal. They don't think they're crazy. They think that what they're doing, is that's that is their normal. You know, not to be too preachy or anything like that, but no. we just think it's good that everyone um, take an opportunity to learn more and everyone can work shoulder to shoulder to, I wouldn't say stop the stigma, but, you know, better understand and maybe bring a little peace to yourself as far as, right. you know, answering some of these questions like, why does this happen? I remember when... um the Sandy Hook Elementary shooting happened. Like people just, they don't understand. They're like, well, you know, why Why would something like that happen? Why would someone right. do something so terrible? And, you know, it's really hard when there's no answers. And so I'm not saying that, you know, mental illness is an answer to every bad thing that ever happened. But no. But at least it, it will help quiet your mind a little bit and, and give you more information like, okay, I kind of maybe understand, so maybe it makes sense. And I know for me, yeah. when things make sense, I feel a little bit at peace. And so- right. In the wake of Robin Williams' suicide, and like Jamie said, someone who seemingly had it all, but apparently it just it wasn't what he thought he had or whatever it was. The cruelness of mental illness is that you're never sure. You know, when you're in a depressive state, I've not experienced that that severe clinical depression. I certainly know. I don't want to get too personal, but you know, one of my children did attempt suicide. Mm -hmm. And that was a learning process in of itself. And we're still learning. Mm -hmm. We're still learning. And the one thing that I will always say when someone asks me about it is that when I was knee deep in treatment with my child, the one thing I did come to learn is that I had to consider it like almost like it's cancer. Yeah. It's almost like it's a life-threatening disorder. It will always be a part of the child's life. Almost like if it goes into a remission, it could flare up again. Depression can go into a remission. You can have years of no symptoms mm -hmm. and then suddenly it, it happens and you have to learn to recognize that before it gets out of control. And you have to have a support unit and family members who are willing to be honest with you and recognize and be be informed and educated to know this is what's going on with you. It's time to address it again. It's a terrible curse to have. It is. But the more you know about it and the more you're willing to not ignore it, the better off you will be in the long run. And you, the likelihood of you being in a life-threatening situation again mm -hmm. is less. Uh, and unfortunately, it's it's not a perfect system. No. You know, they haven't made huge strides in antidepressives or antipsychotics. I but mean, it's, it's better than what it once was. But I think, like you said, Jamie, that, you know, when you're surrounded by people who 
even if they don't understand it, but they accept it and they realize like, this is just something that, you know, we deal with and I will accept it. That right. makes a difference because nobody right. likes feeling like there's a big joke and you're not in on it because you don't understand what's going on. It's a serious discussion that has to be had. I mean, people were afraid to talk about cancer for years. AIDS, as you said, yeah. you know, there are, there are a lot of things in our society that feel very puritanical. Mental health has always been, you know, one of those things that other people, you know, the, the one weird uncle. Well, guess what? Everybody is the weird uncle in some form or fashion mm -hmm. anymore. So the more you learn and you can, you know, we actually have a link on our front page of our website for NAMI.org. And you can find a ton of information there. And you can find a local chapter if you really feel like you need a little more than just that site. You can absolutely find people in your area all over the country and I think all over the world. It's just good information to have and it's good to, you know, learn about the different mental illnesses. And, you know, Jamie mm -hmm. talks about OCD, but some people are like, well, I know what OCD is. But someone might say, like, well, I know someone who has Asperger's. You're like, well, what's Asperger's, you know? Or yeah, like, Asperger's, oh, well, right. my dad he's depressed or bipolar or what well depression and bipolar are actually different and so That's it's right. just good to kind of you know just kind of educate yourselves and know yeah. the, the differences and you know maybe you suffer yourself suffer from some sort of mental illness or maybe you just something's just never felt right and seemed off maybe there's something to it and it would be That's worth right. getting checked out because the the whole point is not to expose people for the worse it's 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 to expose it so they can live happier, healthier, more enriching lives because right. there's nothing worse than feeling out of touch with others because there's some sort of barrier. And and, and, yeah. and so there's ways to break down those barriers. And if, if you don't suffer from some sort of mental illness, but you do know someone that does, there's some way to better relate to that individual and yep, enrich maybe a little more understanding and enrich that relationship. So in turn, you know, they're happier and you're happier. So we, we are very, we were devastated to hear that Robin Williams was unable to champion his depression. Yeah. I know that he had a lot of stuff going on that likely, you know, promoted the, the, depression yeah he, you know had a lot of health issues even so you know the man was dearly loved by his close family friends and fans of all kinds including us and he's will always remain you know a one of the best comedic entertainers in in my book Ever. and you know whatever happened or whatever means he came to an end it doesn't affect my opinion of him at all i mean Me i neither. think that if anything, it just, it does make me sad. It does. Please, don't worry so much. Because in the end, none of us have very long on this earth. Life is fleeting. And if you're ever distressed, cast your eyes to the summer sky. When the stars are strung across the velvety night. And when a shooting star streaks through the blackness, turning night into day. Make a wish. Think of me. Make your life spectacular. I know I did. 
We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Ugly Truth. If you're interested in keeping up with the uglies, see what I did there? Then follow them on Twitter, at The Ugly Truth. Friend them at Facebook.com slash Ugly Truth. Or leave comments on our shows at UglyTruth.com. That's U-G-L-E-E Truth.com. Until next time, be ugly and own it.